Okay, in this episode, we're going to play catch up. Uh, I missed last week. I was not feeling good. I was sick. It's down with the new uh, pandemic virus. Just kidding. Hopefully. Um, well, I'm better now, so we're good. We're going to go through some of the news. Uh, we had a whole show put together and everything, and I just, we didn't end up making it happen. Sorry. Uh, so we got stuff like uh, the things we never hit on, like the MLG, our governor, attempting to ban guns. Uh, we have aliens in Mexico, which all of you guys have seen by now. Um, a new conspiracy uh, that's going to be fun and exciting. And then I'm, I'm kind of playing around with this new idea of fake news alert, where everything that's uh, verboten... There's going to be some fun, juicy stuff in here, by the way. So you're going to want to stick around. Um, so I'll, I'll leave it all to the show. But um, if you like the show and uh, it means something to you, like and subscribe to the channel. Helps us out a bunch. With that, let's get into the show. Okay. Good morning, Chorus. Good good evening. Good evening. We're back. The show is back. We're dude. back. It's a good day. Oh man. It's weird. You take a week off, you feel a little foggy, a little I don't know. I just was got in here and I was like, Oh yeah, I have this we have this space. We, do we do this uh every week normally? It sucks missing a week. I'm so sorry. I never wanted to miss a week. Um but we missed it. But we're back. So we're gonna do a catch up episode and we're gonna have fun and I promise it'll be worth it. The first thing our governor attempted is attempting to, I guess she's an active, um, she's actively trying to overrule the Constitution of the United States of America. And how bold. She's obviously gotten extreme amounts of crit criticism. Most of you guys who have, um, who either live here or listen and pay attention to the news have probably heard of this story. Uh, Governor MLG, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Man, she's rough. Dude, what's crazy is like, even if you're going to go about trying to stop Second Amendment rights in the U.S., you would try to do it in like a semi-legal format, whatever that looks like, as opposed to just unilaterally deciding that New Mexicans aren't worthy of their rights anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, and to just ban a constitutional right. And that's like outright, right? It's not even... So we're an open carry state. You can open carry anywhere. It's your constitutional right. But you have to have a license to conceal carry. You have to go through the proper uh, channels and do some training so that you can be, which, you know, kind of doesn't make sense to me, honestly. Uh, does that make sense to you? What, what is the rationale there? I'm sure I know it. I, I'm dusty on this. Behind needing a license to conceal carry? To conceal versus open. Yeah. Like what's the... I, I think the rationale is that, that generally speaking, people in the political realm are scared of an armed public. And so they try to, to, you know, slowly hedge in on our rights with things like requiring licenses and trainings and that sort of thing. I, I guess the idea is like if you're concealing, then maybe your gun is going to be in more sensitive places potentially. So you need to have some degree of training or certification. But at the end of the day, that's just an infringement on our right to bear arms. Yeah. So I don't actually have the clip, but she was at a round table, some sort of event, emergency order, 
thing that she, uh, she can authorize. Like, what couldn't you ban if you wanted to by executive order, by her logic? Like, she's essentially, she nullified our entire U.S. Constitution and our state constitution. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no end. Because in, in this weird circumstance where she can call a health order to restrict gun ownership or, or the carrying of guns, like, there is no check or balance to that, right? It's just literal tyranny. Yeah. I had a guy, because I'd posted about it, who got mad at me on Instagram. I won't say his name, but... So what happened was an 11-year-old... Do you know the full story? I don't even know. It was like at a football game or something. An 11-year-old got shot. I don't know if it was intentional, if it was like a... It's my understanding that there was like a road range a road rage incident outside of a stadium here in Albuquerque and like someone cut someone off and one car opened fired into the other car and resulted in killing a child that was a passenger in the vehicle. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was an angry person who was carrying a gun on them. Yeah. Uh, committing a crime. He was a criminal. I wonder if he had any prior past of committing crimes. Um, I would, I would suspect probably, um, regardless so this guy gets mad at me and he's like it's because an 11 year old got shot at a baseball game trying to play the sympathy or the empathy card or like oh i'm heartless because i i believe that the citizens have the right to bear arms and um i said so is that justification for the suspension of all law-abiding citizens constitutional rights he said as long as you're willing to admit you care about your guns more than you um more than you do about the life of a child, dude. And so if you follow his logic, he's essentially saying, if anything bad happens, we need to ban guns. If anyone uses a gun illicitly, criminal or law-abiding citizen, that we have to restrict the rights of all citizens. That doesn't make any sense. And if by that logic, they should have been banned a long, long time ago. This is a common tactic that the left uses that is like, you know, you hear it all the time. If it just saves one life, yeah. if we just save one life, isn't it worth it, you know? And what's crazy is is there are some really good um, resources out there to kind of learn about actual lawful gun ownership and how many lives are saved and how many crimes are prevented by lawful gun brandishing in a situation. And according to the CDC, like you can dive into it, but their, their estimates are in like the millions for how many crimes are prevented every year by lawful gun owners pulling a firearm in a situation. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well... If we're going to go by that logic, how many would-be rapes, how many would-be crimes and break-ins would there be? But it's never about that. It's always about the latest headline, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I had a little Instagram beef with some dude. God bless him. But yeah, what's next here? Um, well, we went to the uh, the rally in support. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we actually went to an open carry uh, slash concealed carry rally. And uh, what did you think about it? I, I thought I felt generally positive. So during 2020, you know, it's weird in New Mexico. I don't know what it's like in other states, the bigger cities. This is kind of like a small to medium city, right? Albuquerque. But most of the times when you go to a protest here, it's you get you get a really interesting swath of people. God bless them all. You know, they're the ones that stand up, but the demographics are, they tend to be more old, you know, boomers, a lot of boomers. There's no, there was almost no young people like us as you look at this footage here. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of you know awesome patriots. You know, good people. A lot of also some biker clubs. Um, that type of people, right? Harley Davidson people. But I definitely felt a little like you know, I, I don't know, different. But regardless, it was cool that we all got brought together for a, you know an important issue, obviously. But at first, yeah, it was like pretty bare. Uh, when I first drove up, I was like, oh, this isn't. And most protests that I'd done in the past over 2020 and 2021 and all those different things, they're pretty small. You know, they kind of lack, you know, energy that you'd like. I think a lot of conservatives are cautious to show like public displays of disobedience. Sure. Like conservatives are such rule followers. Like, like you know, you got to love conservatives because they uphold our way of life and our values, but they're kind of like narcs in that way, you know? And so to actually get out... I, I was FBLMG. pleasantly surprised at the uh, at the group of people that was there because yeah. it's like it takes a lot. It does, you know, for that demographic to really pull diverse. together. It totally was, and I think the diversity of the crowd, and I mean like age group, culture wise, um, kind of had me. I don't know, just watching first. I was like, okay, what well, is? Because there was a couple of people like when I first pulled up, there was like a, some wo- crazy woman just screaming. Oh yeah, you you heard her, you heard her. And then there was another woman who seemed like, you know, uh, I don't know, homeless woman, something, but she was up on the gazebo thing and just trying to be in front of people. It was, but everybody, like she wasn't all there. She was a little off. So I was like, I don't know. I just, I was a little worried that like this thing was going to get hijacked and turned into something else or something, you know? It totally could have Because it was so disorderly. It wasn't so disorderly. Sorry. It was pretty orderly. But there was, it wasn't organized in a structural manner. And I think that's kind of indicative of even the worldview that's presented there, right? It's like conservatives, we value individualism almost to a fault uh, when it comes to like trying to rally the troops mm-hmm. in like the name of a particular cause. Mm-hmm. So we show there and everyone's kind of got their own plan. We didn't really coordinate this. No one knows each other. There's not someone out there like telling everyone what the mantra is for the day and handing out signs that are all color coordinated. Like you'd see it like an yeah. info thing, right? It's like a bunch of like, you know, God fearing business owners, almost couple hostile, biker a dudes. lot of hostile type looking people. Obviously, people are upset. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it's an intimidating. It was intimidating. It yeah. was an intimidating environment for sure. You know, a lot of military dudes, and I'm like, oh, geez, I'm just like some skinny artist, you know. Um, but yeah, it is cool that we, you know, we, there was there was a lot of people that showed up that cared. So I, I saw that on Twitter. So I don't know if someone, one of our friends saw, sent it to us or what, but we're like, yeah, let's go check it out. So we went and saw, and it was cool, and it made national news. Obviously, she made, you know, national news. Had everybody talking about it, like D.C. Drano. Um, who did you see talking about it? Uh, all the libertarian accounts I follow were immediately memeing you know yeah um i saw some coverage of like the protests and and some people on twitter um just kind of like proud of new mexicans that we would show up you know i think a lot of conservative states look at new mexico kind of as a lost cause and so the fact that we were able to kind of rally the troops get people there to at least make a statement and the fact that people were open carrying at the rally i think that made a big difference yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I had people like coming up to me for days afterward, thanking me for being there and for like yeah. representing and, and, and open carrying and stuff. And I, I was, yeah, like, I was surprised. And... I was like, you know, it's cool because you you feel like you're doing something meaningful, you know, and to see that other people like value the sorts of causes that we're involved in, it was cool. Yeah, I noticed that you had a lot of traction on your, your post. Yeah, surprised. Do you have that pulled up? 
I can I can go fish for you. You don't have to. You might incriminate yourself based on this That's next true next thing. Oh, okay. So maybe not. So uh, go to the Tim Pool part. This is uh, Tim Pool has got a, a podcast called Tim Cast Live. Sheriff of New Mexico's most populous county rejects governor's gun ban, calling it unconstitutional. Reject. So pause it real quick because before we start. He uh, this was seven days ago. This was the day we were supposed to film last week. So old news, but still. He talks about it at the front of his uh, podcast, one of the main topics, uh, specifically reporting on the protests that we, we attended. And um, he makes an interesting point that could be eerily similar to Jan 6 type scenario. That's why I said incriminate yourself. Watch now. Let's listen to it. What does that really mean? The current rumor that we're hearing, and I think I have it here from the paper. I, have, I, I, I don't know what this, this uh, publication is. I'm not familiar with it. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is. All I know is this is being circulated. It may or may not be true. Take it with a grain of salt. However, in it, Carolyn's, they, they say that they, they reached out. It's uh, the paper in Albuquerque. That's what's called the paper. Reached out to Carolyn Sweeney, a Lujan Grisham spokeswoman who said the order is being enforced and citations will be forthcoming from the state police. Have to ensure officer safety not yet. will not be providing additional details at this time. So I'm wondering if the move they make is to pull up videos of people who were openly carrying and then privately go after them. So imagine this. <laughs> we're literally incriminating Someone ourselves right now. I was considering that carrying. outcome, you know. <laughs> yeah. The governor has issued a decree. They're on camera. Talking to my wife heading over there, she's like, there's a chance you're going to jail today. Is. And I'm like, I don't know what they else I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely what, left the kids at home. You know, under what for sure. Or whatever. It's not going to be for open carrying. Open, open carrying. There's going to be some violation like defiance of public health emergency, section whatever. The cops are going to show up to the guy because it's a health emergency that she declared, right? Or, you yeah, know, defiance of executive order and list list a bunch of charges, none of which will be having a gun. Now, the person's going to be like, "Are we talking about?" And the cops going to say, "Listen, man, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you did. I know you're under arrest." So while many people are saying the cops won't enforce this, cops will defy it. I'm like, yeah, but what happens when some random 28 year old cop is told we got a warrant for a guy on disorderly conduct? felony disorderly on state grounds. And he goes, sounds good to me. They're going to start getting arrested. But we'll see. I'm mm -hmm. glad to see that people are, are standing up to this. It's it's it's, it's blowing up in the, in the governor's face. Democrats are angry about it, but, you know. Well, it should grow. It should yeah, grow up. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's wild. If, if if something like that did happen, right? I, was, I told her, I was like, well, hey, it was worth it. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's a possibility? I don't count anything out these days. Um, although, you know, the pushback that I've been seeing from law enforcement is semi-encouraging. I don't know if you saw this video that was posted a few days ago, but it was some guy open carrying in the middle of the street in Bernalillo County. And a, I don't know if it's a state police or, or APD approaches him. And they're like, hey, we're here to inform you that oh, yeah. you're breaking the, that you're not in compliance with the governor's health order. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, what I'm going to do is let you know that you're out of compliance with the governor's order. He's like, am I breaking a law? He's like, no, I haven't brought up any law. You're not, you know, there's no statutes that you're not in compliance with right now. It's just like COVID. Exactly. It's like, I'm, I'm doing my job yeah. and I'm going to turn around while you continue to break the governor's order. And so if that's the kind of loophole we have to jump through for, yep. for it to work out, cool. But I hope, I'm hoping that's the most of it. It is encouraging to say that. Like last, when we did Dell's, uh, Dell Puckett's episode, we were talking about whether or not people are 
as compliant as they were pre-2020. And I think this is quite promising. Uh, the numbers, I will say it is, but these, that was a bigger protest than some of the COVID lockdowns and mask mandates and, and those types of things um, that I saw a couple years ago. With the exception of the trucker rally, right? When the truckers came through. Oh, that was, yeah. That was pretty big. Because um, we're on I-40. And so all the truckers from Canada, is that right? No. I don't, I don't remember was if, that if it was that correlation, but I think it was, I think it was a, a separate but yep. similar movement. It was a separate, um, like, solidarity American movement type of thing, I yeah. think. But, um, yeah, dude, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Totally huge, though. Because you were talking about that story. You sent that TikTok. That was a different TikTok, or I think it was you. Yeah, the, the one where the police approached the guy. Yeah, and he was like, my parents, my dad was a Nazi or something like that. And he, yeah, he's like, I get it, dude. You're just doing your job. My dad was a Nazi and he just had to do his job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, whoo. He's like, what? Like he talk, like, took it literal. Yeah, he like, it was over the guy's head, you know. Yeah. All right, moving on. So aliens, real fake. Mexico's trying to tell us. What was it from like El Salvador or something? I don't know, but I know that like aliens from Mexico have been a big problem here for a while. So this isn't really breaking news, yeah. but uh, they yeah, were... <laughs> oh, yeah, we've we've been on this one for a long time, guys. Yeah, uh, well. yeah. What was up with these weird aliens, dude? Seems like everybody. I just saw Mark Driscoll tweeting. He's like, if aliens are real, it's more likely they're um, demons than they are paper mache. Everybody says they're paper mache, and everyone's laughing. <laughs> Nobody's taking it seriously. These guys have to believe. I mean, you don't make a fool of yourself in front of the whole nation, right? That's right. In front of, it seems like a legal from Congress or something. <laughs> it looks so, so tiny. It's it like a like, tiny ET. It's like someone watched ET and then buried these. Like someday they're going to dig these things up, you know? You wish they would just like. Oh, and they also said they were from like hundreds or thousands of years, right? Ago. Yeah, they said they were excavated like a, like in 2016 or 17 and like they're they're like in an ancient dig site or something. Hmm. There's a uh, oh I want oh it's too late now. I was going to do a a public reaction Russian roulette like what people thought. I wonder if you could still go to Twitter and just type in Mexican alien and just kind of do like three you know spins and just Whatever you land on, see what, what happens. Okay, let me see. Russian roulette. We need to make that a part of the show. Russia's becoming a a staple. Okay, it's three pushes. Attention, more information about Mexico's alien corpse uh, from the most recent test analysis said they have not been manipulated. Uh, there's no way that's true. Who Who's... Truth, according pole. to who? I don't know. Someone who's stoked on the idea of aliens, it seems like. So essentially, they're validated or something. Is this video right. proof of it? Yes. Sir. Here we yeah. go. Another one. The Mexican alien revelation is eerily similar to the one filmed in Russia. Let's see the video. A lot of Russia. We've not I seen feel this like we're video. Get pranked, like someone's else is gonna jump out at us. I know. What is this? <gasps> oh, this is weird. So, 
for people listening, it's like these Russians out in a snow. Oh wow, that's interesting. And there is, is like, that a, like a crash. There's like a similar shaped. There's big scene. eyes though. Yeah, big eyes. That's but different. then again, this might be more recent. Uh, you know, deceased. It must have been. It's over the eyes. Oh, and his like leg is blown off. It's like kind of bloodied. This that's is gross. crazy. I've not seen this. Sorry, you, you know, viewer discretion. Oh. Wow, they get real close to it and everything. It's like translucent. Yeah, the leg's gone. That looks so real. That looks super real. Like you can see internal organs. Like how do you organs. fake it with the ice and all that? With the snow? Whoa. Like if you're not watching the show, you got to tune in right now. Yeah, you got to hop on weird. YouTube. This is pretty weird. There's one of the more like... It's like straight out of um, Blair Witch Project or something. The way it's filmed. Did you see it though? Did it did it look like that? Whatever they were filming before that, because he was off to the side of it was. It looked like a downed tree trunk or like a, a yeah. It looked like it was like maybe in a shrub and like maybe something had hit it. It was kind of like black. And oh yeah, kind of ashy. This was a funny one that was circulating from uh, fake news network. I don't know if you saw it. Mm -mm. Check this out. Alien revealed as cake. <laughs> <laughs> they, they cut into it. And it's like it's like a tear cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's fake. It's a cake. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I hadn't seen that. That's pretty good. Uh, Elijah had a meme. Mr. Schaefer. Slightly offensive. Breaking children's pinata mistaken as alien. Yeah, it's just... It's pretty bad. Like, there's no way it that looks this like thing is someone, real, right? Yeah, it looks like someone carved it out of, like, really compacted dust. You know? But then you think, like, if someone's trying to, like, fake an alien corpse, they do a better job than this, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Like your art department team doesn't approve this thing as like the big reveal for the the alien corpse. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird situation. Yeah, I don't know what to think about any of it. I don't really have... I'm suspended in my judgment, okay, guys? Write us in. Are aliens real? And what are they? Are they from other planets? Have we made them here? Did Fauci make these things? Chimeric virus, chimeric cells? Did they? Are they doing weird stuff down in the Area Fifty One? Did you know Area Fifty One used to get you, you know, in trouble? Not canceled and whatever, but like talking about Area Fifty One yeah, was like a no-no. So vanilla. Yeah, we're so far past. We're that. so far past <laughs> so that. We're talking about guns now. <laughs> Um, do you remember, do you remember like during the pandemic when all, all of the guys on the internet were saying they were going to go rush area 51 and get to the bottom of what's I in do. There? That was like a fun time to be alive. What was that? There was like this movement that was like, we're just going to figure it out. I think everyone had pent up energy for being stuck inside. Oh, they were for, bored for watching like Tiger King. Yeah. And they're Boy, like, you know what? We're going to rally the troops and we're just going to gun it for Area 51. Yeah, I do remember that. And the US government had to put out an official statement that was like, we will mow you down if you get past that fence. That's interesting. I wish they would. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what shouldn't you say? Just so well, we know to stay away the from The southern it. border stuff, you know. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, it was a total joke. All right. Uh, it's for okay. the ha-has, you know? Yeah, it's just a, for the laughs, guys. No, but you heard about the Italy thing. I don't have any notes on that, but they had like seven, no, it was even more than that. It was like 10,000 migrants, illegal migrants from Africa or somewhere. Um, 
had just made their way to a 6,000-person island in Italy. No way, like took over the island? Or yeah, what? and it's like still developing. I guess many of them have gone mainland, and now they're causing havoc over there. Like there is even like the Tunisians versus the others. Uh, they're, you know, tri- uh, factioning. They're fighting um, the different migrant groups. Supposedly, there's a similar yeah. thing happening in uh, Israel right now. Netanyahu said there's going to be, like, they're going to crack down on illegal African uh, immigration because, uh, I can't remember, there was something that happened, something notable that happened mm. in there. Like, we have to, like, sort through this. And there's course, illegal immigration in Israel? I believe so. Yeah. There that was, really a, there was an interesting me. article about it uh, last week at some point. Because I know they're very explicit about their demographics and immigration and stuff. It might have been even like a migrant thing that maybe they're now kind of reframing as like huh. immigration, you know? Hmm. All right, let's move on to the next. We'll come back to some of that maybe. Uh, so there's a new conspiracy that dropped, all right? So the football season started two weeks ago. Aaron Rodgers played his first game. This is old news. Some of you guys probably saw this. Some of you guys may not have. It's pretty funny. But um, a Twitter user predicted it before the game happened. This was, I believe it was Green Bay's first game or second game. It might have been this. No, it was the first game because this was second week. So it was their first game. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles tendon. Look at the tweet. And it was definitely posted. It's verified. It was posted before. Uh, what does he say? Can you enlarge the right one? Oh, over here. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, this is, uh, well, it says 16 hours ago, but it, it is definitely it was like, an hour or two hours before, obviously. Aaron Rodgers is going to tear his Achilles tendon on a rain-drenched MetLife turf in two and a half hours. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. That tweet got 10.5 million at the time of... Oh, I guess it's... Is this live here on Twitter now? This is, uh, this is not oh, but live it's a on screenshot, Twitter. yeah. Yeah, someone took a screenshot of, of like the post and kind of, you know... Yeah. Reshared it. So this, this post went viral and everybody started freaking out. Like, how did this guy know this? And that his account got suspended. Be- because he could tell the future? Well, because I think of like voodoo, all the voodoo and everybody freaked out. <laughs> you like, know, that's a probably valid know? reason. Like the, the, the vibes <laughs> yeah. are bad. Let's just call it pause like, for a second. It's like uh witch trials or something. It's like, oh my gosh, we got to get this guy out of here. So yeah, I don't know why he got suspended, but yeah, he definitely got suspended. What a weird thing. Isn't that wild? What do you think what do you think about that? Well, it actually had people going wild, um, conspiracy like minded people, because you know, people are getting a little wild with the conspiracy mind. And uh like does this guy know something? Like, did he get like a script? Is there an NFL script? You know, I think it was the uh, Super Bowl last year, there was a tweet going around, like a screenshot of the final score of what was gonna happen. Didn't end up happening. But everybody was like, oh, I'm making bets. And uh, it was a prediction or it was, it was, it was a screenshot or a, a picture of, of a cover of the NFL script for 2022. Something along those lines. Is and, it really that far of a stretch to say like all these games are fixed? There's so much betting involved and so much to, that rides on it. Oh, dude, it would look so fake. You can't fake the Nick Chubb breaking of the leg. No, Dudes, that, if, that's just, gosh, that's real. But like, you know, this, you know, Achilles tendon, you can't see that, right? You just <laughs> yeah. limp off the field and oh, yeah. well, cash in your millions, you yeah. know? So you're going to be the ambassador to the, the conspiracy minds. The, well, and I'm a conspiracy mind, but I think you're, you're a sympathizer for 
sympathizer, not a, necessarily a, a aligned, but for uh, the, the real conspiracy guys. Yeah, I think so. It's like, you know, if you have faith in, I don't know, I don't have faith in like the U.S. government. Why would I have, hold the NFL to a higher standard than that, you know? Yeah, and so to further that, our buddy sent this, Lil Wayne reads the 2023 NFL script verifying this conspiracy theory to be true. Let me get the audio on Oh, this. shoot, is it going to play the audio? I didn't think about that. It might not play it. Oh, there it is. About the official NFL page oh, but we might get a copyright. Reading the official script for the shoot, you should turn it off. Okay. Before seven seconds, yeah. Here's the... Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> you could read it better than that. That's weird. So we are... <laughs> finishing each other we are finishing this show's been going on for so long we just oh, become, we yeah. took a week off and we're still hot here still we locked go. in dude it's crazy we were probably quoting each other when we weren't even on the set <laughs> yeah exactly the dreaming the same dreams so he's saying uh he's reading this says your part is on page nine scene 29 line 23 by the way we just pre-ordered your new single cat food we can't wait for more see you at the game and so uh he flips yeah, through so that, the script. there it is there goes to his sign goes you know so it's this kind of skit that's like you know here's the stuff that you i don't know what is it like a commercial I don't know where that or something? came from right yeah yeah it's it's kind of like a funny light-hearted post seems like it but then you know in the aftermath of the uh you see what he's sporting oh uh, balenciaga yeah that's not a good look dude that was that was the biggest red flag honestly that was the thing i couldn't depart I, the, the thing uh that i couldn't reconcile <laughs> and people were like what that's it with yay uh it's like he was like all in on that like girl that artist behind balenciaga i was like what that's genuinely heck? concerning to me yeah like, balenciaga is such a weird thing yeah you know? it's such a it's such a bad look like why associate yourself with that for had, no reason you i know? had such high hopes for yay and just, you heard it here first guys i'm off the yay train and people are gonna be like what barely uh so yeah, like he's even like um like all of his new fashion stuff like he's I guess trying to like revamp or create new like fashion like skims alternative. Skims is what uh, uh Kim's what thing Kim, is, right? Yeah. yeah. That he had a percentage of and where he's doing like men's tights, women's all these different things. So but him and his new wife are like going around all these different places. She's like might as well be naked with all the things like the the lack of clothing she's it wearing. It just seems super trashy, you know. Yeah. What's funny is like you're coming right off the Kanye train, probably the last guy. <laughs> no, dude, uh, there's Kanye defense team. No, like there are. Yeah, there, there, there is are a whole so many network of people for sure. Yeah. But what's funny is you're coming off and I'm like starting to play it again, like in mixed company and seeing who's cool with me. You're just saying music wise? Yeah, just playing oh. music wise. I just want to be able I'll to play listen to Kanye King again. for the rest of my life. Oh, that record for sure. But I'm like, we got to do a deep dive. Like, I'm a big Kanye fan. So uh, for at least for the music, if not for other stuff. I but. extended way too much charity to yay. Um, and hey, you know, the dude off opened up some very interesting conversations. And so I don't know. I think that's, there's a net positive there being able to open up the conversations, the more free speech, the better I'd say. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, uh, he really makes you feel uncomfortable sometimes. He does. But you know, when you're a free speech absolutist, like you got to take some hits. Yep. Sorry. It comes with the with the territory. Yep. So there was that. I guess we got through the Aaron Rodgers stuff or the uh, NFL stuff. I'm by the way, I'm projected to win right now in my fantasy football. 
squad, one of them. So good luck to me because I am, I am doing that. Uh, anyways, what happens if you win? Do you get like, uh, we just more like than put Brad 10 bucks in. Yeah. It's like 12 guys put 10 bucks in. So I think the winner takes all type of thing. So you should start making bucks. predictions on no. on-field injuries and see if you really start bringing in the cash, dude. <laughs> that dude, dude, that dude, dude. Uh, five, let's go to the next one. Fake news alert. So all these next stories, it's wildly fake news, okay? The first one, COVID booster makes you less resistant to the sickness. Again, YouTube, this is fake news. Uh, can you yeah, go through the article here? I saw this rolling around on Twitter. COVID-19 infection, go to the headline there. Infection rates in vaccinated and unvaccinated inmates. So it was essentially a controlled trial of those who had gotten the jab and who hadn't and who was more likely to get infected. <clears throat> and essentially what it, um, this study concluded was that the unjabbed were uh, better off. Pretty wild. No one in the comments is surprised. But it's fake news, so it's just one of the, one of the fake news stories we got here. Uh, the next fake news story is the CIA bribes officials away from the lab leak theory. There's our favorite person. Uh, what, let me read. Can you read it for me? It's a little small. Yeah, COVID propaganda initiated by the CIA, CIA to hide lab leak. Uh, the COVID propaganda has been ridiculous. So now we find out that the CIA were involved in bribery in order to hide the lab leak. This is why you can't trust the deep state. This is why you can't trust the mainstream media, why you can't trust the military industrial complex. Yeah. You don't have to watch the video. I think it's just, I don't know what it is. Fauci. Oh, he's, it's a, it's a video of Fauci essentially saying, no, it's, it came from the wet market for sure. He's still saying that? No, that's an old oh, video okay. of it. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Him Give essentially break, dude. taking people off on the detour there. But Emerald Robinson had a great summation of it, of this whole story. The CIA funded, sorry, this is, guys, I told you it was going to be a fiery episode. <coughs> Excuse me. Is this controversial? Is this a controversial take? You know, for some people, it's just one of those real tender spots and uh, whatever. The CIA funded COVID which is undeniably true. I believe Rand Paul revealed this in 2020, right? With all of his stuff, the NIH funding and, you know, all these things were funded. And then because they couldn't do these gain-of-function projects in the United States soil, they moved it to Wuhan. So then the CIA created COVID through the NIH and the NIAID, NIAID through Mr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, and then the CIA patented COVID. So I guess there's also the patent that is owned by the United States government, or at least partially. And so they also profit from this, which is just so strange. Now, I don't know the specifics, but it just obviously, for the curious out there, it's, it's a wacky situation, okay? The CIA is just like the perfect movie supervillain agency, I think. Go back to that real quick. I didn't read that last sentence. I want to remind myself. Sorry. You're good. So the, CIA, <coughs> so the CIA had to bribe its own officers to lie about the origins of COVID. So that's the CIA bribery scandal. And it's confirmed to be true. People were bribed to keep the, the, uh, um, the origin story that it happened. It was a, a leak, alleged leak, out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. 
which I thought since day one, genuinely. I mean, never did I ever think it was from the wet market. That's not just me giving myself a pat on the pack, but if you ever were curious or reading Twitter, you know, Zero Hedge or, you know, all this stuff, it's just so plain to see. You got to be, you know, there's a lot of people out there, probably some listeners that are like, you know, it's, it came from the wet market. And I still got, I got to say, why? Why, are, why is that such an entrenched point of view? Because it's so obviously not the case. It obviously came from, from Wuhan, China, from the Institute of Virology. They were funding it. They proved that. Rand Paul proved that. They were funding the study. Anyways. What's crazy to me is like, we were all told that the term China virus or Chinese virus, Wuhan virus, those were racial terms. They're racist. You're not allowed to say that. Yeah. Uh, but the people that were calling it that were calling it that because of the lab it came from. Yeah. The other side of the political aisle was saying that it was like cultural, culturally traditional, unsanitary eating practices that caused this. Yeah. So which one seems like yeah, racially that's racist, motivated? For sure. That's so bizarre to yeah, me. Yeah, because that's more of a, criti- uh, a criticism of the culture. What's that, funny exactly. enough is this uh, Wuhan lab leak situation. That to me is more, it obviously makes sense, especially when you look at the, the narrative here, or the, the storyline, where you couldn't do this type of research, uh, what they say is important research because it can, you know, for those that don't know, gain of function, from what I understand is you create a virus, you create new novel viruses, and then you create the cures to those potential uh, mutations that would happen. So that if by some accident those things were to happen, this is the you know the cover story in my opinion. I think it's more nefarious than this. I think it's bioweapons research, and um, but they'll create these. Um, we're going free, free bird on this episode. All right, we took a week off. We're going all in. I'm not going to censor my language at all anymore. Not that I was before, but I'm just going to call it like it is. Anyways, and then they create the cure to this thing or the you know the alleged vaccines. Huh? <laughs> oh, I won't. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyways, so uh, that's gain-of-function research. That was what they were doing in Wuhan because they couldn't do it in the United States. It was, it was United States-funded in collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party at the behest of the CIA and uh, these NIH and IAD and under the leadership of Anthony Fauci. He knew everything. We know that. Um, It's bad. You know where it gets weird for me, though? Is there was early on, it was like early 2020, March, April, when when Trump was still calling it the China virus. Now, he was wrong. According to this information that the CIA funded, if Emma Robinson's, you know, if all this stuff is, is true, as I believe it is, it wasn't necessarily them. It wasn't China's bioweapons research necessarily or exclusively now it was done in conjunction with them but it was it was our research it was at our funded you know we were funding it so it's kind of there was propaganda alleged propaganda coming out that china was blaming it on the u.s well isn't it wasn't it us you know i think so i i think at least definitely in part obviously on topic here, uh, again, this is old 
ancient Chinese secret. If you know the reference, let us know. Uh, Novak's Novak. Novak, right? He wins the tennis championship, whatever that's called. And the uh, US Open. The US Open after being banned. Is that in Australia? Or is that in the United States? That's in the United States. I think so. Well, it's the, uh, yeah, I think. Does yeah. U.S. not stand for United yeah. States? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually know anything about tennis. So. Ha- I mean, come on. I'm, I'm retarded. Okay. So watch the video. So he, he wins. The irony is too real. Oh, boy. Well, we'll take you to the Moderna shot of the day. And it was sponsored <laughs> by Moderna. The Moderna uh, shot of the day. Number oh, jeez. I didn't even get the pun before. That's funny. Yeah, the plan words. So Novak's Novak wins the U.S. Open. And he keeps his balls attached. His dignity. Good for him. How awesome is that? The irony is so real. It's like Elon says, the most ironic thing is what is the most likely outcome. Is that because the world is so weird that we've gone to a place where it's like, oh, the irony has to be the truth, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like this Babylon Bee. There's no such thing as uh, As satire satire anymore because everything they predict comes true. Uh, Another fun one was Sean Strickland. This is two weekends ago. uh, Beats Israel Adesanya for the UFC or heads out there. You know, like Brazilians, man, they have like this old school, like... He has no, like, filter. It's awesome. Like, America, you guys, we're all a bunch of degenerate fucks. You know, like, I, I was talking to one guy, like, I was joking about... He just doesn't you know, care. No. Fucking snorting well, he's a fighter, dude. That's what's crazy. Trying to bang somebody, you know? And, and this foreigner comes up. He's a UFC guy. This he's like, foreigner Sean, comes Sean, up. Why, why would you disrespect yourself like that? I'm like, dude... You know Americans, we are so royally fucked. Like we have so much fucking degeneracy in our like mm. who we are. I can't even pretend not to be a white trash motherfucker. I look in the mirror and I wear a suit, and I just think all the bad <laughs> shit I've done, all the oh, bad gosh. shit I've seen. I'm like, what are you fucking doing, you loser? So forwarding to these fucking dirty Brazilians. Oh my god, he needs nice, a podcast. Man. They have like a good community. They fucking barbecue. They hang out. You know, it was like. It was some good wholesome shit, man. Americans, we need to go back to like taking women out. Has of he not been on uh, on Rogan? Holy crap! Yeah. Dude. Maybe that is where we, oh, maybe he just nothing. No hesitation. Let women vote. No offense. But he doesn't was, believe in women voting. But let me tell. No, no. I want to tell you guys something. Think about America prior to women voting. They try to ban alcohol. I don't even drink, but I'm not trying to ban alcohol. So what you did, man, you let these women come in the workforce. Now we make less Dude, money. What the let yeah, them go. Let them let them cook. On fucking TikTok. We need to go back to like 1942, you know, especially <laughs> after, you know, maybe 1958 Dude, after fucked up the Germans. We need to put women back in the kitchen. We need to take fucking only one man needs to be working. So I think as a collective man. man group, we need to elect somebody that's going to put women back in the kitchen, <laughs> put one man working, weighs the wages, and build a fucking wall. How do you feel about is. going to therapy? For what? There it is. Sean, Sean dad, Strickland, 2024. Let's go to the, this next one. He has a great take on Andrew Tate, actually. I, actually, I think I share most of his opinions here on this one. Here's the thing about Andrew Tate, man. Is, and as young men... 
I can see why you guys look up to him because you are moralist men. You have no values. You have no positive male role models. So you latch onto a piece of shit like Tate who has money, who has women. You say, you know, I yep. want to be like Tate. All my problems in the world, they're because they're because women are fucking me. They're because this is fucking me. No, that's, that's, that's not it. So Andrew Tate is a con artist. Did you ever watch that interview? Go to the where first one. You ever watch that interview where um, Let's talk about this? Yeah. You ever watch that interview where he goes on in detail about how he pretended to be a cam girl and used to rob people's savings? I was probably on ours. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been. Oh on wow. Yeah, these he was saying guys. that he had the girls do the webcams and then he was taking hundred percent of the earnings. And no, 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 no. He 100%? also said. He also said he also said that he would go on there and pretend. This is on the Full Send podcast. I believe. Okay. No, he'd, yeah. he'd go on there and pretend to be the girl. Yeah, yeah, pretend to be a girl and have them send. So this guy who is a utter con artist, and he shows no remorse. That's what every OnlyFans girl do. Don't you think every right OnlyFans has some assistant guy that's you know OnlyFans? Yeah, yeah, I know. I every girl I know on OnlyFans, you guys, they don't even run their OnlyFans. So it's the same right. shit. Just so you know, all the top earners of OnlyFans, when you're on there talking to them, you're not talking to them. You're talking to a male assistant. Yeah. But the, to see the way he talked with no remorse, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know what, man? I I did something so morally wrong. I took advantage of, of men. Uh, I, I, I took money from men. It was like, nah, fuck them. Fuck them. I'm a communist. I'm a piece of shit. So, Andrew Tate, you guys, if you want to look up to a guy, look up to a guy like Jordan Peterson. He, he understands the masculinity, honesty, how to be a fucking man. But I'm telling you, Andrew Tate, he's not your messiah. He would turn you out for a dollar. He's a fucking true. pimp. He's a whore. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree with him there. No, he's got such a cult following, Andrew Tate. <clears throat> I think he's kind of uh, polarized his audience even more from just like left, right, you know, political sphere, and because he's since kind of now, now he's a, now he's uh, a Muslim. I believe a self-proclaimed Muslim. Yeah, I don't know how devout he is, and I don't know how if that changes his lifestyle at all. But, uh, and I don't mean to rag on the guy. I think he's definitely persecuted and persecuted for the wrong. Well, I don't know actually, right? Uh, now is he human trafficking? You know, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't like. I don't like obviously how he got so wealthy. For those of you who know, he runs a cam girl business. Oh, he does. I didn't know yeah. that at all. Yeah. So he like he's he's literally a digital pimp. You know, a modern day pimp. That's how he made a lot of his money. Obviously, he uh, he grew he grew that like men's thing. I don't even know specifically, but that's how he made a lot of his money. Most of his money is doing doing a lot of that crap, and uh, he built a big following. Made a lot of money exploiting and 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 promoting degeneracy. Gosh, how do you? Yeah. Uh. That's what's crazy though, right? Is is this dude has a point. Young men are so starved for role models that one like loud guy comes out and they and he steals the spotlight. And it's I think his point when he's like, Yeah, he's got girls and he's got money. And I want to say probably a young generation separate from, you know, Christianity that are just kind of world minded. <clears throat> Those are the two things they want. Two young 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 men want women. They want women and they want money. They want power. And they're constantly told uh, that you should step aside in the workplace and let let diversity hires take the spotlight. You mm -hmm. had your time in in the sun, and it's like you know I'm like a 
not me in particular, but you know, these young guys, I've been in the workforce a couple of years. How is my time already passed? How am I supposed to be passing the baton to someone else? And they see this figure kind of being the antithesis to that and saying, no, like get out and get your cash, do it, you know? And they lend an ear to that because it's different and it's refreshing. Uh, and you know, I mean, and then young guys are told chivalry's dead. Not that Andrew Tate is chivalrous, but the idea that you pursue your woman and you're that strong figure in the relationship, that's also frowned upon. Yeah. And so y- you see how there is like this hole in the market that Andrew T- Tate sort of fills, but in all of the worst, most toxic ways, you know? I agree. And we talked about it earlier on in the podcast, not this episode, but uh, episodes ago, the red pill movement and how... I say red. I don't even like to call it the red pill movement because I think that they've kind of appropriated that name and and uh, kind of perverted it. Right? They they took the pendulum where you got like this strong feminism of 2016, you know, believe all women, that type of thing, equal pay for all these different things, and uh, equal pay for equal work, as Trump says. Right? Thought that was a funny clip a long time ago. Anyways, so you have this pendulum swing with these guys like Andrew Tate and um, Fresh and Fit, uh, a lot of these people. And I think you, you get your conservatives, you, you people that aren't that far, like me, uh, where they're like, yeah, women need to literally stay home all the time. They can't speak up. They, you know, they go so far as thinking men should be able to have and sleep around, yeah, have multiple partners and sleep around. Uh, it's not biblically minded. Now, this is why I think he turned into a Muslim versus a uh, Christian. Is I, I, and I could be wrong here, guys. Because of the misogyny? Like actual Kind of misogyny? the misogyny, but, but it's, you know, and I hate even saying that because I, I'm, I'm more traditional than your common man, you know. But I'm definitely not as far as they are. And But yeah, he'll, he'll no, what they want is like multiple wives. Like they want multiple women... And right, but I would I would make the delineation. The that's not traditional masculinity. What no. they're arguing for. That's actually no. misogyny, I think. Yeah, exactly. You know, I believe that women should... There's, there's a, obviously, di- there's a difference between man and woman. Uh, men are biologically, physically stronger, generally speaking, as opposed to women. Women are the gentler sex. They are uh, more empathetic, more emotional forward. Whereas men tend to be more logical. Now, these are generalities, for sure, and there are exceptions to the rule, but that is the rule. And based on that, I believe that's by design, by God's design. Based on that, that there are roles, general roles, that should be fulfilled, especially within the home, uh, in the church, in leadership, and and, uh, like women tend to—this is Jordan Peterson talks about this, right? He's like, why is there such a disproportionate amount of women in nursing? or in the medical field, as opposed to men. It's because they tend to care for people more, whereas men tend to care about things more, more engineering-minded, they're more, you know, thing-minded. And I think where it, where it was maybe five years ago is people are like, no, they're not. It's like this, and it's, we're still in it. You know, like, we can force it the other way. It doesn't have to be this way. And where you get to eventually is you get to the transgender movement where it's like, we can force this. It doesn't have to be this way. And ultimately you get to a point where you're like, you can't, you can't force that. That's not real. Perfect um, transfer over. You should go to the 
11. I saw this, what, it was yesterday? No, sorry, it's number 11. Uh, and it was uh, posted by, I saw it through a, a quote, quote tweet, but dude, oh it was wild. God, I saw this. Uh, uh, and a graphic. Hate, I hate it. It's really graphic. But this is the consequences of forcing nature your way. You can't, okay? Um, this guy posts this, says, good night. We're effed. And it's a picture, I guess, of an article. It's a blurred out biological woman who transitioned into a man pregnant, having a baby. And this is post, post-operation, guys. So use your imagination. It's not going to go well. But it says Danny's penile implant oh my God. is about to burst. <laughs> oh, my God. Gosh, this is a rough episode. <laughs> I was we're so, going all in. I was so blissfully naive to this happening up until this post came out. Like you what yesterday? Yeah. Danny's penile after <laughs> after reread it. God. Danny's penile implant is about to burst. There is beauty in the pain of a trans dad in labor that proves their love for their child. And then uh, the quote tweet that I saw in response to this was John Doyle. Oh, that <laughs> not, not no. that one. Not that one. You can't show. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, oh, we'll, geez. We will this have is to cut not that a out. Christian episode, I dude. I just scrolled right down. Oh, man. Okay. We're leaving it all, guys. So, uh, the next cl- that's the next link. Yeah. Right wingers fading away into the bittersweet ecstasy of Russia, nuking our satanic empire to save humanity. Does it have music? pretty much yeah i mean the this tweet is uh probably the most sympathetic i'll ever be to like just let's just call it quits here we're not we have not done well with what we've been given you can you have my permission putin nuke us <laughs> this is the tension. I can't even. <laughs> I want to relieve it, but I'm going to leave it. This is an interesting one to me. An interesting topic. General topic. The Great Depression. This is number eight. The Great Depression now versus then. There's, there's this thing that people are calling the Silent Depression, where there's, there's growing disparity. Yes, we have more money, technically speaking, than they did, say, 100 years ago, right? Obviously. More, more dollars. But the purchasing power of the amount of money relative to a house or a car or necessary things is, uh, is diminishing. So we're actually technically becoming poorer than they were in the, say, 1920s. There's a video. During the Great Depression, houses were three times the average salary. Today, it's eight times. Cars were 46% of the yearly salary. Today, it's 85%. Rent only took 16% of the annual salary. Today, it's 42%. That's pretty crazy, dude. So I have a friend <clears throat> who used to live here seven, eight years ago. And he used to pay, you know, he didn't have a nice apartment or anything, but he, he used to pay like $400 for an apartment. And um, 
I wasn't government assistance or anything like that. It was just four hundred bucks. That's what it costs for the small. It was a it was a dump. Um, and he came back uh, after about seven years, and now he's looking, and that same place is nine hundred dollars. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I think across the board, housing in the U.S. has doubled since twenty nineteen. I think that's the stat, which is crazy because. Prior to that, it took from the mid nineties to twenty seventeen to double, and it's doubled again in the last like four or five years. So it's a it's a weird place to be for rent and mortgage right now. You're starting to kind of see it happen, right? The you'll own nothing and be happy. Is that you're essentially being dis? It's this invisible tax. Ron Paul used to talk about it all the time. The invisible tax is inflation. And he gives the examples like, okay, there's $100 in circulation. And you have $10. You have 10% of the circulating money. And that's a lot. But what happens when your government or the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, um, a privately owned bank, central bank, prints another $100? Well, now you actually have 5% of the circulating money just because more money got put in circulation. So your purchasing power is diminished by half. That's exactly what's happened with this inflation. That's what inflation is, right? It's the invisible tax, and it's the thing that people don't really protest over. We would protest over taxes going crazy. They doubled our taxes. But it's like the deceiving... You know, we're, we're using monopoly money. And at what point is it like, I don't know, all going to fall to shambles, dude. It's quite alarming. Well, and inflation doesn't happen naturally. It's not like a law of economics, right? It only happens when a governing body starts to multiply the circulation yes. of a currency. So this idea that we have, people should be up in arms because it's like, oh, infl inf inflation's through the roof. What are we going to do? Well, it's not just like a thunderstorm that rolls through town every once in a while and you have to make way, you know? It's happening because people are pulling the levers of the economy at the top. Yes. And they are doing this to you. They're literally manipulating the money supply. Now, they would argue, oh, we're doing it for the public's good. You know, oh, now we got to raise interest rates to combat inflation. It's actually not really working, right? I mean, we just hit $33 trillion in our national debt, right? Obviously, the highest it's ever been. Many think we'll never climb out of this, ever. There was a stat... Uh, shoot, what was it? There was a stat, something along the lines of how how much of what we pay in taxes goes to just the interest on that $33 trillion uh, debt. Because <clears throat> we pay at interest. Yeah, you guys need to, if you have never done a deep dive, go down the rabbit hole of the Federal Reserve and its founding. We've kind of talked briefly about it in the past, but that's a wild one. Central banking, dude, is money magic. It's straight from the devil. No, I don't know. You know maybe you can make a case for it, but it is a marker, uh, inflation, hyperinflation. They tend to be markers of the end of a society, which, you know, God forbid that's the case here. But then you kind of also look at the central bank that is a currency situation. You're like, well, they're literally trying to implement a new currency. Are they going to do away with the tr traditional dollar? 
And uh, we're going to see some wild things in our lives. Do you think that's why we're, we're, we're seeing this, uh, this wind up to uh, potentially more lockdowns and um, restrictions? Is this, they're trying to like hype up this fear and, and reintroduce these sort of like, because that was the big conspiracy theory at the time in 2020 was what uh, vaccine passports and tying that to a digital dollar. That was what freaked me out, by the way. I think I said that before, but when, when Congress proposed a bill to introduce a digital dollar during 2020, the height of the pandemic, I thought that timing was so strange and it made sense to me that I freaked out, dude. I was like, there, it's happening. You read Revelation, it's like, oh, no, it's happening. I freaked out, dude. It is concerning. <clears throat> I mean, as inefficient as the government is, I'm always torn. Like, do I attribute this to like pure evil or incompetence? Um, or, or a, you know, an evil plan. I, 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 I'm convinced it is an incompetence. That there are people behind, you know, the scenes pulling strings, especially for... There's an old clip, dude, of, here, I'll send it to you. Um, what was his name? He was uh, Aaron Russo. I screen recorded this. This is an old Alex Jones. I'm an Alex Jones head. Like, not, not so much anymore, but I, I used to be, uh, I grew up on him, right? Love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Obviously, he's hyperbolic, and he gets a lot of stuff wrong. But... But who else is going to be out there uh, drunk punching feminists in the streets, dude? Someone's got to do the job. You never, you haven't seen that? Is this an old clip? Uh, if you consider like two years old. He punched a drunk or he was drunk. He, he got toasted oh. and he went out during the women's march in DC and just started like swinging fists. Dang. He's you a character. I used to hate him and then he was right about most things and I was like, oh, dang it. Huh. Shoot, where is it? I have it here somewhere. I used to feel about Alex Jones the way we felt about the women at the uh, rally. Mm -hmm. Like, you're kind of on the right side, but the way you're saying it is really a bad look. He's so confusing because he is, right? Like, he gets, he's, he's very much in trouble. Like, he's a, he's a band everywhere, which makes you think, oh, he's a threat to what? The system, the state. And uh, so then that kind of makes you think, oh, well, you know, I don't trust in the state, so he's my ally or something. But then he also kind of like, <clears throat> he's suspected of being like, like he said multiple times, he's like, I've been approached by the CIA and I've been by Mossad and all these intelligence organizations or whatever. Um, so it's like, are you a to join? Exactly. Like, are, are you, yeah. What do Some you... people suspect, right? I've, I've seen those videos like, oh, he's a, he's an intelligence asset. But he like, leads the charge on some things right and he'll have pretty much anyone on like I, I do believe he's a genuine free speech guy i think so too but he does have boundaries and i think his boundaries are are interesting to me where he won't talk about certain things okay so this is the clip here uh aaron russo talking to alex jones um on some documentary alan russo aaron russo exposes the federal reserve or you know, whatever, he's got contacts in the Rockefellers, with the Rockefellers. Uh, I had a friend, Nick Rockefeller, okay, who was one of the Rockefeller family, and he... Uh, Sorry, pause it. I, 
let me just introduce him real quick. He, he's an, a for, he's a filmmaker. He he um, made films like I don't know the films he made, but big time Hollywood film director. And uh, he made a documentary called America's Freedom to Fascism. He made all kinds of different things. So he's that's where his tie is with Alex Jones. He turned conservative and went like real crazy. He's crazy checkered past as well, which is why they wanted why they had contact with him. Go ahead. When I was running for governor in Nevada, he came to me, introduced himself to me through an attorney, and uh, we became friends. We started talking about things, and um, I learned an awful lot from Mr. Rockefeller. And one of the things that we used to talk about was the ultimate plan of the banking industry, what they wanted to accomplish. This and was years ago, by the, the way. The uh, banking industry, not, not just the Federal Reserve System, but the private banks in Germany and England, all over Italy, all over the world, they all work together. They're all central banks, and they're, and they're all part of the Communist Manifesto. You know, central banking is one of the major planks of the Communist Manifesto. We talk about America being a capitalistic country, but yet at the same time we have a central bank that plans everything for us, right? And the graduated income tax is another plank there it is. of the Communist Manifesto, right? So right there, you have two major planks of the Communist Manifesto that have been brought in because of the Federal Reserve System, okay? So uh, the ultimate goal that these people have in mind is the goal to um, create a one-world government. Our progressive tax, by the way, is the inflation. industry, run by the bankers. Where, and, and they're doing it in sections. The, the European currency, the euro, and, and the European constitution is one part of it. Now they're trying to do it in America with the North American Union. Right, and they want to create a new currency called the Amero. That didn't work. Right, and uh, the whole the, the whole agenda is to create a one-world government where everybody has an R, R, an RFID chip implanted in them. All money is to be um, in those chips. Right, there'll be no more cash. And this is giving me straight from Rockefeller himself. This is what they want to accomplish. I believe him. And all money fully. will be in your chips. And so, any so. Not, By the way, pause cash. it. Those of you guys who heard about Event Two Hundred One, this was a special. What ga- they gamed out a pandemic scenario uh, around a coronavirus, and I think it was October of twenty nineteen. It's before the pandemic. It's before it even happened in China. <clears throat> well, it was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Rockefellers, the Rockefeller Foundation. Just a quick, fun side note. If you still anytime you have money in your in your in your chip, they can take out whatever they want to take out whenever they want to. If they say you owe us this much money in taxes, they just deduct it out of your chip digitally. Total control. Total control. And we're so like close to this, you, dude. And you're protesting what they're doing. They can just turn. Yeah, it doesn't chip. seem that far. It doesn't have to be implanted for this to be happening. You can't buy food. No, you can't do anything. It's total control of the people. And that chip's connected to a database that has your purchasing records, what you do, what everything. You sell. Everything is in there, you know. And so they they want a one world government. Yeah, you by obviously technology changes, Everybody times change, the plans change. All your money but the chips. point is this: and they control the chips, and they can <clears> excuse me. Well, the creation of a FISA court effectively makes it unnecessary for them to actually chip you because they can just 
pull whatever they want whenever they want because they say you're sketchy. Well, this is where it gets interesting, right? I mean, I don't know if it, this is where it gets kind of weird conspiracy with Bitcoin. Is Bitcoin like a, you know, like an intelligence? There, there's evidence that Bitcoin, the technology, was um, founded by, I believe, CIA or an intelligence operation or and I. Uh, whatever, one of these three-letter agencies. And um, somebody out there is like, that's this. Um, but they, they, they came up with the technology of, of uh, blockchain uh, and potentially use it for money. So some people are like, oh, shoot, is like Bitcoin like the op for centralized? Because everything's on the blockchain. Everything's traceable, trackable. You know, every transaction, you can see where money goes to whom. It's anonymous, but there's technology that you can use to essentially coin, or funny enough, uh, put uh, what transaction is for what person type of thing. So a lot of people are like freaking out about that. Now there have been other cryptocurrencies using blockchain technology that utilize more privacy, like Monero, I believe is one of them. And uh, so... It's just it's just a wild thing. Some people are like Bitcoin is you know like an insider thing, like a uh, it's part of the plan to get people to buy into Bitcoin, or at least it's like the uh, gateway drug. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it, um, but it is scary when you think about blockchain. Like it has so much potential, in my opinion, but it also has a lot of. It's like every new technology, right? It has potential for evil. Has potential for good. But either way, we're, it seems to me that we're close. I thought we were supposed to actually already go into the launching of this Fed coin. Maybe it has. I just missed it. But pretty much everybody's already on that track. It's like, yeah, don't accept this because they're going to see all of your transactions. They're going to have centralized authority and power uh, to take out your taxes. Or, you know, you didn't pay this amount in taxes. Or this, uh, it's not even just taxes. It's like social credit score implementation all that stuff so it's wild y'all are aware of it i'm sure but uh it's in our lifetime for sure i definitely see we're gonna we're gonna see at least a battle for it like we are right now with the whole some people are saying that's why they're coming after the guns yeah who knows all right let's do uh, a couple more quick ones let's go to 12 here <clears throat> sort of on topic uh there's a new pandemic allegedly this is four days ago we're uh shooting this wednesday it'll come out on friday so it'll be what seven to six days ago uh late but it says a source from dc just told me a virus will be found that has a 75 percent death rate this week this week be prepared and you know my sources are 100 i don't know who this person is or their sources but I did see that. Uh, now go to the next oh, update. The Biden administration is preparing talking points for Monday as we speak. So that was uh, two days ago. I can verify that the White House is preparing to speak on this event. We will know soon by either press briefing. or So news has come out since uh, from different sources. But there's a virus called Nipah. What's the next link? <clears throat> so I'm just seeing a bunch of this going around on Twitter. Not a ton. It's not going crazy. It's nothing to freak out about yet. It's nothing to freak out about. Why do you say that? At least as far as an actual virus goes. 
Like, don't don't trust any of this. I don't know. I'm just like chill out. Yeah. Until people start dropping around me. Sure. Like I'm just not even giving it the time of day. No. And I remember the logic came out. It was kind of an encouraging thing to me in 2020 is that a virus has to be, if a virus were to be crazy lethal, it would extinguish itself because the point of it is to live. But if it kills its host, it dies. Yeah. I remember that there was, I don't know who was explaining that, but it was a uh, uh, someone explaining the point of a virus is to exist in as many iterations as possible and to evolve to be more uh, virulent, right? Yeah. So it's not trying to kill every host it meets. It's yes. trying to live itself, right? Yes. So that was a that was an encouraging thing because the more lethal a virus, the more lethal it is to itself. Really, I think you know I'm not a scientist or biologist, whatever microbiologist, but. I remember hearing about that and somebody was making that case with uh, with uh, COVID. And I was like, oh, that's interesting logic and it makes sense. Jim Ferguson? Is that what you're going for now? Um, I don't know. Oh, breaking news alert. UK biohazard tents are being erected over at Dover and people are seen wearing full hazmat suits have been witnessed there. So where, when was this posted relative to today? September 16th today is what? 18th. 20th? Oh, 20th. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Chorus. Uh, it's unclear at this stage what has prompted this. However, there are breaking reports of a deadly virus identified in India called Nipah. So this could potentially very much so be unrelated. With a kill rate of 75%, see link on this below, which has caused global concern. So there's pictures of... Uh, the hazmat suits and the tents, the biohazard stuff. Dover. Where is Dover Airport? Dover Airport, right? I don't know. Either way. <clears throat> on, on, on that topic, I want you to roam real quick. Go up top. There, go up in the, note, in the notes. Alex Berenson. Switching gears to a different virus. This went crazy viral. Alex Berenson is... The guy, you know, he has, he came out, he got, he actually got um, banned from Twitter during everything. All the good ones did. Yeah. He was one of the banned um, and then reinstated. But anyways, he, he posted, he, he's, uh, he's qualified to talk on this data. I forget what his profession is or ex- expertise is. But it says, again, the CDC.gov's own data says 1 million mRNA COVID shots for teens will prevent... This is by the CDC, okay, YouTube? 1 million mRNA COVID shots for teens will prevent zero to one COVID deaths. Oh my God. That just sank in. I read it and it just sank in. 1 million mRNA COVID shots for teens. This is within a specific age group. I believe it's up to 18. And cause 100 to 200,000 severe side effects. Did you hear that? That's pretty insane. Now, I, I did look at this. I was like, all right, that can't be real. And then he says, yes, you read that right. So I read down in the comments, and, and sure enough, the math says Moderna trial 
teen subjects had 25% risk of grade three out of four adverse events. If this received, if they received the shot, 5% for placebo. That's what's crazy. Some people received the placebo and they still had adverse events. The power of placebo is insane to me. Wild. For Pfizer, the rate was about um, 11 and 2%. Pfizer is a lower dose. Why the placebo rates were different, he doesn't know. That is weird. The placebo statistics, 2% versus 5%. Like people are more scared of the Moderna or something. Um, so that is interesting. 25%. That's wild. So out of a million people, 200,000. No, 20% because 5% was placebo. Of those who actually had the... Uh, the chemical or the, uh, you know, pharma injection experienced a three out of four adverse event. That's pretty wild. And it prevented what? Zero to one death. That's wild. And we forced it on the entire world. And people are getting boosters, <clears throat> dude. That's what's crazy. They're lining up for boosters. <sighs> We're making people rich, dude. And it's our tax dollars. That's what's so wild to me. It's another pillaging. How, how is this tolerated? How is it real? You know, and people are criticizing Trump right now, rightfully so. Not just for that, but for the, uh, his uh, uh, abortion stance. But he still, like, he went on that show recently and was like, yeah, He's proud of Operation Warp Speed and all these different things. And you know who has a really good take on it, I think, is, um, what's his name? Anomaly. He's, you know, he's a tough guy to impress. But I, you know, I, I, I share his criticisms. I don't know how he's going to get around these things, man. They're pretty bad. Anyways, <clears throat> so that's Nippa. Okay, last one before we go to listener questions. This one's a lighter note. Um, Nashville just got this guy as mayor. Should be good. This is uh, 13. Oh, you got it. That's him on the left. Uh, he just got voted into mayor. He's a progressive guy in uh, conservative Tennessee. It's an interesting thing, man. I messaged uh, a friend who uh, lives there. I said, good luck, man. That city is, it's like most major cities, right? Big cities tend to be left-leaning. Um, so they always, they always move from a left, left uh, it's like people move to Nashville or Austin, you know, wanting, conservatives included, uh, wanting fun and good policies and then you get people from California, whatever it is, and they go and vote left, and then eventually the nice state or city just uh, devolves. So anyways, I, I don't know this guy. I don't know who he is, but uh, I, I did look up uh, his Instagram or his Twitter, and um, I don't think it's really good news. So we'll see what happens with Nashville. When I left, most of my community there Many of them are awesome people, of course. But it, 
there were some people that were like, I remember there was a girl that like turned into a, a self-proclaimed. She said that uh, her profession was that she was a sex witch. Never heard of that before. But she was in our general community. That's Wiccan stuff, dude. She went to one of the churches we, we went to, and I was like, oh, whoa. She's since denounced her faith. and She was a believer. She's like a sex witch coach or something. It's so weird. She used to be. Or, you know, I don't know. It's so wild, dude. We have so many. Um... So the liturgists, right? A lot of people like the liturgists. And they were kind of like a subversive group because they were cool. It's always like Gunger, right? Michael Gunger came up with awesome music, great artist, great creative mind. And people started listening to his podcast. They started doing these like tours, the liturgist tours, where they do like kind of like a, a touring church service where they play some songs and they talk with science Mike and, and it was just on a terrible trajectory. I went to one of their events in Nashville and it was a bunch of cool people, right? Cool, vaguely identifying Christians. And I was curious about the whole event. And then I kind of just kept listening from afar to like liturgists and Gunger. And I actually got into a Twitter beef with him a long time ago. Um, I've since deleted my Twitter and then re-upped it since 2020, since the whole cancel thing. I, I, uh, and then I lost all that data, unfortunately. But yeah, I had this big debate with him. But there were so many people here locally as well as in Nashville that were like, yeah, liturgists, this is like progressive Christianity. That was the thing. It still is with many of them, sadly. But it turned into deconstructionism. And if you look at them now, I believe they all have since denounced their faith as deconstructions, deconstructionists are common to do. And, uh, and they brought everybody else that they, you know, were fans of them with them. Not everybody, of course, but it's just a sad story. So when I see this mayor getting elected, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, a lot of the people that moved there uh, it's funny because it's weird. Like we're in New Mexico and it's formerly like kind of a Catholic state, right? I mean, Santa Fe, you got these awesome old Pueblo churches, all these different, like, um, obviously there's ideological differences with the Native Americans and, and, um, uh, the, the Spanish or the Mexicans, the Mestizos, all this different stuff, right? But it's vaguely Christian, right? It's, but it's not the Bible Belt. We're not the Bible Belt. So when I first visited Nashville, and it was the Bible Belt, and it was kind of like, yeah, everybody's assumed to be Christian. That was weird to me. And, uh, and then I started to kind of like, after being there for a while, you start to realize, oh, this is more of like a cultural thing. It's not so much like people actually believe. But it is the assumed, the dominant identity. It's kind of like now, if you speak out against trans or something, you're weird, which it's not the case. The great majority, the vast majority of Americans uh, don't approve of all of that ideology. <clears throat> but that is the, I don't know, the outlook, the, the dominant view for whatever reason, right? Because the president endorses it or something. I don't know, a bunch of reasons that make it seem that way. 
Um, but in, in Nashville and the Bible Belt, that's kind of the Christianity is the, pr- the predominant view. It's like the cultural, and if you're not Christian, you're kind of, you're different. But I began to realize, oh, this, this is more just like out, outside, like just more of a vain identity than it is a depth and identity for most people. And I, and, and I guess when I say that, I'm more so saying that in regards to the transients, the people that, mostly the people that were moving there, not living there, or grew up there. Most of the people I knew did never, they were never born there. They're all from like Connecticut or New York or whatever. Um, but anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. This, uh, this mayor, I, I, I don't have, uh, that thread, you should go to that thread actually. Cause there was some, well, no, you shouldn't actually, cause it gets pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it got kind of bad. It was like, his name was O'Connell and yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's do uh, listener questions. Uh, we have one here. What is the best book you've ever read? I mean, aside from this book here, uh, probably The Pilgrim's Progress. That's the one I think about. Uh, it's a Christian book as well. I was taught bits of that in elementary school, and I wish I'd paid attention because I don't have any recollection about what I learned. It's it's formed my life in many ways, in in many moments, in many critical moments. When I first came back to Nashville, it was or when I came back from Nashville in 2016. That was the book that uh, pushed me toward repentance, toward uh, yeah, repentance, which then in turn I found a calling to come back. And uh, so, but it was that book. Have I told that story? In I don't think in relation to the book. The book is, I, I was gifted that book by Bree's mom, my wife's mom, Christmas of 20, 2008. Is that right? I think it's 2008. And uh, I read it. I read it very seriously. It took me a while, a couple attempts, but <laughs> I'm not very good at reading, uh, you know, a book all the way through. Terrible attention span. But I, you know, I read it and, um, oh, dude, I still think of many moments of that book. Oh, for the Christian who, um, I think it's just such a great skeleton for understanding the life of a Christian. And it's so beautiful. There's multiple moments. Um, I used to go to sleep. There's a, it's on YouTube though. There's like a movie with uh, Liam Neeson, funny enough. It's like a super budget film too. It's not good. It's a terrible, terrible, terribly produced film, but it's really, it's really interesting. Uh, You should look it up. Liam Neeson, Pilgrim's Progress movie on YouTube. I believe it's just up. But I would go to sleep watching this movie. And it's like the wages of sin is death. It's like the beginning of the movie. But it goes into the history of John Bunyan. John Bunyan was a Puritan. John Bunyan's the author. He was in prison, I believe, when he wrote the book uh, as a martyr. Essentially, like he, was, he was being persecuted because he, he would uh, relentlessly preach. They said if you cut him, he would bleed scripture. This is it.
Oh, they filmed it in Northern Ireland. No way. There he is. Do you see that gate in the distance? No, sir, I don't. Do you see a light? This is pretty cool, actually. I do. Yeah, I just go to sleep watching this all the time. This is like perfectly lo-fi. Anyone who will heed the message of the book. It's an awesome book. If you've never read it, I mean, it's it's obviously I think it's like the second most selling, or it used to be the next to the Bible. So it's it's culturally, I mean, it's stats have been recognized as one of the greatest books of all time. Of course, one of the first, if I'm not mistaken, that utilized the printing press. Isn't that right? That got mass production, something along those lines, and has a lot of history in that regard. Uh yeah. What else? Uh, the next question we have is, has there ever been a time that you've cut a friend off or out of your life, and what do you think warrants that choice? Has there ever been a time when I've cut a, a friend off? That's good. And what warranted that? Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I have. Like me, kind of have this policy that you have to cut me off. You know, there's that scripture. I think it's on the Matthew near Matthew 18. Talks about if your brother sins against you, you forgive him, forgive him seventy times seven, something like that. You just continue to forgive. But obviously, that doesn't mean you just like get taken advantage of relentlessly either. Like I'll 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 uh, I won't defriend somebody, but I'll you know I, I imagine throughout history, you know my my friends friendships, uh, relationships, whatever, that I'll kind of fade somebody, you know, like oh, I'll uh, we're friends, but you know I'll just fade them out, type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't have a whole come to Jesus moment where it's like this is it no like or, i'll make you know. my thing known and if it's not welcome and there is no explicit this or that then i'll just say okay i get it you know i'm not not welcome or you know this type of relationship isn't what you're after okay um yeah i've always kind of been the friend that's like probably overbearing now in 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 a i'm not like constantly texting and like annoying you but like i'm I feel like I'm the guy who's like intense. Like I, I'm sure I could have a good time every now and again, but I know that's the case. But uh, I think that I I I uh, annoy people that aren't like I don't know. I'm intense. I'm an intense person, and if you're not, uh, but it, regardless, to answer the question, no, I don't really. I don't really defriend people explicitly. You know, as you get older, you try to figure out how to set boundaries, especially with like a family and all those different things. And I'm trying to get better at communication so things aren't, you know, relationally tumultuous. You could just try to do your best. I think that's part of maturity, right? S uh, setting your emotions aside and just being a good communicator regardless of um, feelings. Is there any others? 
I was just going to bring up a time that I had to cut people out of my life, and I think this was probably the most notable one in recent years, where people definitely it's got the definitely blue dress wrong. white and gold. Are you kidding? Are you really on that side of it, or are you just trying to piss me off? Are you about to defriend me? <laughs> you, there's no way. You can't be... See, it drives me crazy, because there's no way that this is... Are you joking? No, I'm not joking at all. Comment down below, is the dress white and... In gold, as it as it truly is, or is it blue and black? Is that what it is? Blue and black is actually what it is. Post, in put it back real up. Life. Uh, it's right here. Boom. Yeah, that's definitely white and gold. That is astonishing to me. You're kidding, right? No, not at all. Oh, all I see is white and gold. I see white, cool white, but uh, I think you're trolling me. I think that's what pisses you really me off. think that. I think you're trolling me because it <laughs> it it doesn't look. It looks black and blue, and then. The creators of the dress posted the photo of the product, and it's actually black and blue. Oh, it is? Yeah. Remember this vaguely. It was, <laughs> it's kind of a lighthearted thing. Obviously, you don't cut people out for dumb memes, but it was weird how perception can be so different. That's, I can, you know, I, the last time I saw it, it was white and gold as well. And I do remember seeing it as blue and black, but I, I can't trick my mind right now into thinking it's can't see it the other way remember Yanni wasn't there like an audio version of this oh yeah Yanni and Laurel 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 yeah I think that one came out to be like it was different frequencies and if you had Mm -hmm. younger ears you could hear the higher pitched one but that one was a weird one what a what a weird thing that people do to get polarized about you know yeah uh might as well let's go into uh or is there any other good ones Last one, kind of heavy again. Uh, what are your thoughts on generational sin? Oh, gosh. Someone I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. It, it goes hand in hand with the identity, how we, you know, what, what forms our identity, our self-identity. Something I think about personally a lot, but that I also just, I look at the world, and I'm looking at people a lot through their identity and how they became them. How much of it was, and a lot of it comes down to it, you know, how much we take charge in our own identity. Of course, as Christians, we have a redeemed identity as an adopted child of the King, of the Almighty God, through Christ. And so he gives us our identity, but that doesn't, you know, Paul talks about the sinful nature of the flesh and how day by day, Jesus says, die to yourself daily. It's this whole like progression of trying to rid ourselves of our former self to live and walk in our identity in Christ is kind of what baptism symbolizes, right? The dying of the old and the life with the new, the reborn spiritual nature. Um, So, yeah, no, I don't know. I uh, Generational sin. Sin has consequences, right? Both on you. So if I go out right now and I go and oh, try to keep it as not super heavy as possible. Now I'm going to tell a personal story. I have a member of my family. My cousin, growing up, he was my best friend. Uh, skated together, you know, did all these, put play, you know, all, all, we were, we were brothers. 
essentially. And uh, towards high school, we kind of grew apart a little bit. He kind of got involved in the, in, the wrong, in the wrong crowd. And uh, he started doing drugs. He started smoking heroin. And there was like something weird with this, right? It was like they would use tin foil. And I believe this was what, what happened. But, um, you know, he was, I don't know why he did it. You know, what drove him to it. Um, but he got involved in that. He started smoking it. And um, he, something bad happened to his brain. And, well, of course, and he, it, 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 it started like a brain did, um, I don't know what you, the right word is, but uh, his brain stopped working. It stopped, it started slowly getting worse and worse. After he had done it one time, and he, they say it had to do with the tinfoil. I don't know what the specifics are, but anyways. So I, I witnessed my, you know, one of my best friends slowly die And his actions, his decisions obviously affected him. Only well, affected not just him, but they affected all the people in his sphere. I believe he had friends that also met the same fate. His mother had to watch him pass, you know, his brother. Um, this isn't necessarily generational sin but this is the wages of sin is death and when we we sin we reap death into life into our lives and he, literally i guess in his case um but also spiritually right i mean this like this then now there's turmoil with his mom i mean you know she had to deal with all of this and still to this day like you know a mother should never bury her child his brother I had to watch his brother pass away in the way that he did. And all of these things affect people. And they affect people, obviously, in a negative way. And I think that's the case with a, with a father and a son situation. A father's decisions, obviously. But... This is where it's interesting to me, and this is why I think about it so much. Because we're not merely bound by our circumstances or the life that is around us through other people's decisions and the like. We have the power, especially, well, exclusively in Christ, to overcome sin. Jesus himself is one of, one of the most powerful scriptures to me right now is, we are to overcome because he first overcame. I believe it's Paul that says that somewhere in one of the letters to the churches. We are more than overcomers. I believe this is in Romans. We are more than conquerors. Sorry. There is this like, you are able to take charge. True, the tr you know, one of the truest and most important healings, obviously, is spiritual healing. And, uh, 
Healing from what? Healing from sin. And oftentimes it's generational sin. So anyways, there's this, there's this identity that comes. As the, I, I'm viewing it kind of in the, in the form of identity here. That, oh, my dad was a murderer. I'm, I'm probably going to be a no good murderer, you know, or, you know, my dad said all these nasty things about me that I'm a, a no good loser, whatever. Well, I'm probably likely to believe that apart from taking charge and not, not believing that. So that, I kind of think of that as a practical form of generational sin, a generational curse, whatever. Uh, that's what I think about it. That was a long one. All right, let's do a, you have a, we did the final video. I can pull it up. This is when America was good. Oh, that's not it. Oh, this isn't when America was good? The Fisher? <laughs> no, look at the video. The other one? No, look at it. Just look. Did you watch it? No, I'm... What is happening? I'm confused. <laughs> oh, you got to see this. Is it, why is he not paying attention to the reel? He just doesn't know what to do or what? I don't know. I'm so confused. This guy's like not reacting at all to the fish pole. He's got like six poles up. And he just lets one go. He doesn't even grab the pole. It's just gone. He doesn't even flinch. He gets a bite. And he just lets the pole disappear. And he, he doesn't even react at all. Okay, I got the other one oh, too. That's a very strange video. Chinese Donut Boy. Great follow. Follow him if you don't. Oh my goodness. What do you think about this? I don't think about this. What is happening and why did you send this to me? I figured that was something you'd enjoy. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you describe this for the listener, Chad. For the listener only, it, it is a very, very, a bodybuilder woman. <laughs> right? It's a woman. I can't Biologically. Tell. You think so? It's hard to know. It's hard to tell. Oh, my goodness. Even science can't explain this. <laughs> no, that wasn't the final video. I guess That's now we can do the I final got. video, final video. You have that on the notes. This, let me know if you can't find it. This is when America. Okay. <laughs> this is much more wholesome than what we just yes, went through. This is a good roller way to go coaster out. of emotions. Okay, here we go. A totally different era. Definitely singing. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't, I, do, I don't like it. Some shirtless bald guy just flying Mr. through Queen, the Super Bowl. Zipping through the air. <laughs> wow. The 90s. The better days. Back when we were all on one team. Oh, I think we're mostly on strap. one team. And I think the team we're on is anti-Creed. Well, we're pro-Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll know. take Creed over... You know, modern society any day. You would pick Creed over, the over, band over society in general? I Yeah, I would choose oh. Creed. Okay, so, okay. Creed or... What's that girl? So, uh, what was it? Uh, sorry, we need to end the show, but... Lecrae came out and said, I can quote Jesus oh, and... Cardi B. Cardi B. Creed or Cardi B? If I have to pick between that, I, I guess it has to be Creed, because I'm a respectable person, but I'm not happy about it. 
Creed or Dude, that would be fun. Creed or this. We should do a voting game. <laughs> we should like a bracket, like Creed versus Who's really bad? Lizzo. Creed or Lizzo? I'd it's gotta be Creed. Yeah, definitely Creed. Creed or Miley? Oh, I pick Miley. Really? For sure, especially now that she's kind of like grown up. I like her music now. I mean, like is strong. It's more appealing than it was. Do I even know you? I don't know. She has this kind of like kindred spirit to to uh, Dolly Parton, and it's kind of wholesome. Creed or Dolly Parton? <laughs> Dolly all day. <laughs> I would take Creed over Dolly. Mm-hmm. I've, I, have you ever listened to her music? I've never... Like, very little bits here and there. I'm more drawn to her, like, personality on TV, her, like, quirkiness and her transparency, who she is. It's like saying, yeah, I go to Hooters for the wings. Okay. <laughs> I just like her personality on stage. Or You should watch some of her interviews. It's like she has this, like, southern so charm, funny. you know? I bet she does. Um, all right. Thank you for watching the show. Hey, we did a long one today. Hopefully that makes up for last week's missed episode. If you like the show, please like it. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, that's about it. Love you. Bye.